I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. Great card to talk about this week. Um, great pay-per-view. A lot of good fights. A lot of fun action fights. Um, we had some fights last week. I think they were okay. Okay? You think yeah. that's a good... Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a good card. They're pretty good. Um, ended on a high note. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I thought that fight was good okay. Fight. That was a right. good fight. I don't know. I wasn't... Jumping out of my chair. I Who do you think won the fight? Who did you score it for? I thought it was a really good fight. It was good. I mean, Maybe I'm mad. I think I, I watched it the next day. Um, I didn't watch the Coman and the main till the next day. And I think when you aren't watching it live, it just hits different. Uh, yep. Maybe maybe that's it. In terms of the scoring, um, I scored it for Sarukian, but I had absolutely no problem with the decision. Would be how I would put it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I had a large amount riding on one side, so I was definitely biased as hell scoring it. I scored it for for Gamont, but yeah, I mean, that was a close fight, man. It was a close. Mm-hmm. The, the rounds were close. If that would have came out forty nine forty eight for Zerukian, you you couldn't uh, complain one bit yeah. about that, and I don't think you can complain. Even if you was on Sharukian, I don't think you can complain one bit the other way. Um, I, I thought I thought the fight was outstanding, man. Those are you're talking two of the the top of the top highest level dudes at that division. It was yep. it's great to watch. It you know wasn't exciting, I think, as some people was thinking it was going to be. But as far as being technical and dudes showing their their skills to the highest level, it was fucking awesome in that regard. I guess like a when I'm excited for a fight in a main event i'm looking for like to make it a great fight for me i need moments i need really big moments i need someone badly hurt something crazy happen almost finishes like to me that's what i'm looking for out of a great fight this fight was technically sound these guys are both obviously good it was okay you know like you can have two great fighters that put on a competitive fight and not be amazing yeah i enjoyed the hell out of the scrambles in this one but uh the the people on the Sarukian side seem to be uh, pretty butthurt about the decision and they're, they're talking about the stats. And so here's what I'm wondering these days in MMA scoring. So it, it's all about damage, right? So Sarukian allegedly has this knockdown in round four where he <laughs> yeah. landed a, landed a spinning back fist while Gamera was throwing a kick and sort of fell over. Um, but if there's no damage, it's kind of just like a takedown, isn't it? It's a, a change of position with nothing happening because of it. The guy wasn't actually hurt at any point. So why are people acting like he was on death's doorstep because yeah. of a strike that knocked him over? Tiny. It, it was a close fight. It was a close fight. I, I gave Saruki in the first three. Um, I, I gave what Brian said, though. Like the, the, we're we're starting to try to get into the weeds of scoring and shit, and, and you're you are having like really close competitive fights 
especially a lot of main events this year have been really, really close and yeah. competitive. But Brad's right. Like we're getting into the weeds and even when we are people that still know what they're talking about are like picking and choosing the things out of it to where it makes it yeah. their guy want a close fight. When like Brad said, how do you interpret that? How do you, and, and like they were using that knockdown as like the big moment of the fight. Like, how do you, how do you interpret it, it, that, yeah. that kind of stuff, man? So. Well, close fight, like a close fight like this, I don't see how either side is met. I, I had a bet on Sarukian. Um, I had him to finish parlay. Didn't, I, but how can I complain about that? Right? Like it was a coin flip fight. I, I do wish there was more consistency, not as much night for night, but week for week. And I saw some people tweet about this, like take down some nights when you fights. Sometimes they don't mean anything. And I think being more consistent, not from everyone always talks about betting and blah, blah, blah. Like not from my, who gives a fuck about me talking about for the fighters, fighters careers. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like in game planning, like not even do they get the wrong decision or not, but like, is it worth going for takedowns? If you can't control someone in line of ground pounds, is it worth expending the energy? If you take them down and hold them for 20 seconds or 30 seconds, but don't throw any punches that it means absolutely nothing. You might as well save your energy. And I think every week, every night, we're seeing differences in how it's it's being scored. And I'm fine with takedowns not meaning as much as they used to, unless you're you're doing damage. And I think you know everything else. But if the week before they didn't matter, it's kind of hard to figure out like, okay, these close rounds, how do I score them? And it's easy to say, well, don't make close rounds. Like when you get top level, you know, yeah, they're, 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 you're, you're going to have a lot of. There's going to be close yeah. rounds in big fights, in close fights, and I think this was. Was one of them because even you know I saw most people probably score like the automatic like one and two a lot of people scored for Saruki and four and five for Gamrot uh, three was I think kind of a, a little the little bit of the question mark I could say but in reality there was they were all close like there wasn't any blowout rounds yeah. there was nothing that was even like like there was nothing that I would throw up about in any of those rounds like even the first yeah. two rounds for Saruki and like Gamrot had his moments too like it wasn't like these blowout rounds it was a close fight all twenty five minutes. Uh- I will say one thing that I don't know. I've, I've just watched this shit for so long and, um, it, it's still a fight. I'm always going to have a problem with two or three jabs outscoring a dude that is on top of you for three minutes. I don't care if he's just laying on top of you. I, I get it. You got to work now. I get damaged, but by the scoring criteria everybody's talking about now, if you land four jabs on somebody and they take you down and yeah. lay on top of you for four and a half minutes and don't land a punch, the four jabs are supposed to outweigh it. That's bullshit. That is not yeah, fighting. Absolutely. Fighting. If no. you're on your back with a guy on top of you, it he was, could just be put. He could be putting <laughs> a forearm into your chin. He is yeah. winning the fight. Like, period. I'm always gonna have a problem with I, that. I agree because, like, the whole thing with my like, I'm against standups. I'm against you know not scoring wrestling because it's like, stop it. If you don't yes. want to be in your back, stop it. If you don't, if you don't want to be there anymore, get up. If you can't, that's your fucking fault. Like, I think it's, there's too much that outweighs. And I, I do, I'm fine with the damage stuff. And I do think, what I do hate though is guys who do get on top and don't try for subs and don't try for ground and pound. Yeah. It, I'm it's, all for getting on top and throwing ground and pound and trying for subs. But there's some guy, there was a fight like a week ago. I forget who it was. And a guy was on top. Um, he lost the, the guy that fought Brandon Allen, uh, Brandon Allen. Mal, Malcoon. Malcolm. <laughs> he didn't try to throw punches or go for submissions while he was on yep. top. That's the stuff that I think they're trying to get away from, and I think yep. that is approved by me. 
Yeah, and yeah. that was that was scored properly. Like I had a plus eight hundred Malcoon decision ticket, and I was like, "Yep, he lost the fight. He didn't do shit." Yeah, like like Brad said though, it's it's not even night to night anymore. It's week to week where it's different yeah. in how they're scoring it. But the bigger problem is it's the same people that's inconsistent. Like the same judges are even being inconsistent on what they're valuing on a given night. Like Chris Lee, one week. You could lay on a dude and just hump him. He's going to give you the round. The next week, you got to land something. If, if you wrestle, he's not. It's the same people that's so inconsistent. Yeah. It's a real problem, too. Yeah, and like, and I think there's a lot of bad judging, and we talk about it a lot. But I think when, you, when you're when you screaming about this fight, and this is why judging's broken or anything like that, then, like, Fuck you! Like, and it, this is this is not a problem. This just it's yeah. stopping you from yeah. it's stopping you from enjoying an incredible yeah. fight too. If right? this is all you're thinking about after the fight, yeah. Well, it's a good well, fight. fight. That's the worst thing about open scoring that people don't realize yet because they haven't actually watched fights with open scoring. Is if you've got open scoring and you see that a judge fucked up a round. You're not going to be mad anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're pissed yep. off yep. about how the judge fucked up that round and you're not paying attention. So yeah. It, and it sucks in general. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. change incompetence. It, it's not going to change it, unless they have to, even if there's no open scoring or open scoring, if they're not going to have to go after and explain their cards to a yep. review board or the press or anybody yep. else, it doesn't matter if you're open scoring it yep. or not. It, it doesn't. Well, the people who are proponents for it, like what are they expecting to happen? Like, the guy who's down two rounds, who, if you're down two you probably know you're down two rounds. We have to see the scoring. It's like, that guy's all of a sudden going to become a better fucker. Yeah, he's, he still sucks. Out. He's down two rounds because he sucks. Yeah, like. well, and it's also like, if you're, if you could be down two rounds, even if it's, there's a 60% chance you, you're down two rounds, wouldn't you go for a finish anyway? Like, if you don't know, assume you lost the round. Like, open school, the whole, it's fucking aerial. Like, never played a sport in my life. And aerial, then, like. And I think it's like Brad Brad said that like and what if you're up two rounds? How many just cruise oh. moments are we gonna get oh. in fucking yeah. MMA if you know you're up two rounds? It's gonna run yeah, everything. I mean, like when I was wrestling I always knew the score. If I was down late in the in the last period, that doesn't mean it was like, Well, this guy that's beating the shit out of me, oh, I'm losing, I better reverse him and stick him. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. How it works. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll give like like James Krause last week on this card or the card before, like one of his fighters, it was probably tied one one, and he was in the corner like, "You're down two, you you got to go take them out," and it was probably one one. I think it ended up being one one. They lost the third, but he was yeah. like, "The coaches got to start doing that." Like, there's so many coaches still that are looking through it like as a fan of their boy almost, and they're like yeah. scoring yeah. these close rounds for them still, and just because it's your fighter. You gotta take that out of it, man. It, it should always be the opposite. It should be like yeah. any close yep. round, you're you're losing. You piece you're of shit, I, you lost that. You better fucking turn it around. I I, I think it was the, the Brendan Allen fight too. I believe I believe his coach in the third round. I don't remember who it was or who he coached, but I believe going to the third round, he, I, I, it might have been that fight where he said, "You're down too. Like, go get a finish." <laughs> like. That's, that should always be the signs. Cause that doesn't yeah, that was, uh, that was Kraus, wasn't that? That might have been the fight I was, was thinking was of. Was it Kraus? Yeah. I believe that was Kraus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it, or maybe it was after one round, like he, I thought he definitely won the round and they were like, you lost that one, man. You better go get that back. Like, that's what you should <laughs> always say. And like, if you're a smart fighter, that doesn't mean 
take dumb chances where you're going to get knocked out. It means fight aggressively and get into a position where you're giving yourself a chance to finish the fight. And you don't need open scoring for that. You just don't. You need fucking eyeballs. Ugh. All right. Let's uh let's go through the uh the rest of the card from from the other night. So, women's strawweight division, Vanessa Demopoulos defeated Jinyu Frey. Um I barely paid attention to this, not going to lie. Um I heard it was it was bad. Oh yeah, it was it was Henry Hoof, that's right. Yeah. And that was that was great and it didn't make Allen do anything stupid, but nope. he fought a little he fought a little more aggressive and he won the fight. And he won the round and he won yeah. the decision. Yep. Yep. That's I always Unless my fighter is, a, I'm 100% sure my fighter's winning around. I'm telling him he's clearly down 1-0. Yeah, unless like, he beat the shit fucking, out of somebody, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Like, that was the most embarrassing round ever. I hope it's not a 10-8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, nobody anyway, cares. I have no, I have no fight, thoughts so. on the chick fight. Low-level women's MMA bet the dog. She was plus 230-something and won. Yeah, I, I had a little bit on it, but I went in on uh, – we all had some some sub, and I, I shouldn't have got. We shouldn't have got cute. We should have just took fucking plus two hundred and went on. Yep, absolutely. I, I do that sometimes. I don't. I'm not happy. Like inside the distance, I'm like a plus two hundred to get plus three hundred. And you yeah, that I never do that, and I did it on this fight, and I yeah. hate myself. I mean, there's a little difference from two hundred to nine hundred or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, then we had Vanderbilt Division Mario Batista defeating uh, Brian Kelleher. Just a great performance by old Boom there. Um, I got, I, I don't know why I bet on this guy sometimes. Like, he's never good. He's, I think he takes advantage of weak guys and gets finishes. So we think he has this great sub game and he has some power. But anytime he takes even the slightest step up, he gets shot back down. Um, and this was a slight step up. I mean, I don't know if Batista looked good or not. Sure. Um, I thought Kelleher made a horrible mistake that put him in that position and he got a quick tap. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Kellehearn's very good. And like, like you, like you said, he, when he gets some dudes a little bit below him, he'll perform and win those fights like he should. I don't think Batista's like huge, like great or anything, but I, I fucked up here, man, too. I, I just, Kellehearn at around plus 145 against this guy was kind of hard to miss him. I didn't have a I, I thought Kelleher would be, I, I thought Kelleher would be the better wrestler here and obviously not. Yep. Um, yeah. And even when he's beating guys now, he's beating them by decision. He used to finish yeah. all these dudes, so I I think he's on the downslide for sure, for sure. And then we had uh, I didn't have a I didn't have a good card. I needed Saruki to break even for that in that parlay. I had a bad card. I had a lot of bad bad reads on this bad boy. Um, but what I got right: flyweight division. Cody Durden defeated uh, JP Byes. Phase, whatever his fucking name is. Uh, quick knockout. Uh, right before the card, I took doesn't go the distance. It was like minus one ten. I I had that free fight. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my plays. Easiest play of the night. Yeah, dude, so you cannot be one hundred and twenty five pounds and have a chin like it. You just can't. Like it, it's impossible. If you cannot take a punch at one twenty five, you're done. Like you're absolutely done. It's too small. It's not like fucking Durden's Johnny fucking Lineker either. Oh. No, man. <laughs> like, I mean, Baz has been, uh, what is it now? It's like seven times or eight times in three fights. He's been on, on the back. That's in, yeah. Well, that's insane. He's got great jujitsu and he can finish fights. So you're always intrigued by a guy like him as a dog. Cause you're like, Hey, if it can hit the ground, but he's, he's unconscious when he hits the ground. <laughs> so it's not <laughs> so he's just yep. a fucking dead body. <laughs> I mean, when 
when your old lady gets gets banged behind your back, it kind of kind of changes your your whole life, man. The bigger, tougher guy too. Yeah, it, <laughs> not, yeah, it, it really sucks when there's shit you can do about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, bantamweight division. Sergey uh, Morozov defeated uh, Julian Paiva, twenty nine twenty eight across the board. Yeah. Missed this one. Um, Paiva, great start. I, was, did he think he gassed out after that second round and gave him the takedown? Like he looked so good on the feet, and then third round he was getting worked on the feet. I don't think yeah. you. I don't think he like gassed in the second. He just he gave he gave up a takedown and couldn't really. I think he gassed up. from from that. I mean, probably, but Morozov looked. Tired in the third too. Like it, it was a it was a close round, man. It was up for grabs, and Morozov probably went out there and did a little bit more and got it. Um, I'd yeah. bet Pava again at plus one fifty tomorrow in that fight. Yeah, I'd do it again. He he looked he looked good in the feet. I, he had him hurt bad in that first round. Yeah. Didn't really take advantage of it like he should have. Um, and I think that was that was his shot there. But I don't know. Brad, Pava's kind of stuck between divisions. Like he's too big for. 125 and he can kind of get bullied by some guys at 135 and in a 10 pound gap between divisions that's that's not a good place to be um so i don't know maybe he just needs to learn how to cut weight better go go train in america for a bit and figure out how to get down to 125 he doesn't look like he's so skinny yeah there's no way he's so skinny look deathly skinny though he doesn't look as sucked down as guys i see I mean, he's like he's like a long, lean guy. I don't know where he's taken. How tall is he? How tall is he? He's pretty tall. Like five eight. He's five pretty eight tall for the division, I believe. Is he that tall? Yeah. Five yeah, eight. Wow. All right. Yeah. Sixty-nine Whatever. inch reach. Nice. All right. Um. Featherweight division. I don't. I forget this. Nuren Baki. Neuter bike. The Neuter bike defeated T.J. Brown. I thought he looked good. He was juiced up. It was fucking great. Loved it. Didn't bet this fight. I mean, you talking about fucking Mongolian fucking mountain rice bowls. Jesus, man. That like, was the Mongolian magma. That, that dude that dude was dripping. He'd have burnt your fucking house down. You let him use the bathroom. No doubt. Uh good price, man. I grabbed a little bit. Uh Brad kinda talked me into it on the show, so grabbed a little of the neuter bike. It was a nice little dog hit. TJ Brown is not good. He's, I wish I talked myself into He's it. horrible. <laughs> yeah, he he is horrible, man. That guy, that price was stupid. Like he's so hype. I, I don't I don't think they're gonna do it again. But who fucking knows? I don't know what they're yeah. seeing in T.J. Brown. He's absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> then we had late heavyweight division. Carlos Olberg defeated uh, Tafron Njeku. <laughs> knockout. That was that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was a, that was a big knockout. This kid's got some power. Just when he throws more and he moves forward, he can pretty damn good. He just. You should do that more, but also useless opponent. So you, you, he had to get immediately inside on him. Yeah. Had to. And he, and he didn't. He just stood there at the, at distance and got a shit. I mean, if all going to get distance and, and can throw on you, man, that's, uh, that dude can strike. Um, I'm still not convinced. There's still going to be a dude that's going to grab a hold of him and take his ass down yeah. and beat the shit out of him. He's not great. He's got big power. He's got decent kickboxing. Yeah, he's fun. Or just a guy with a good chin, like Kenny Nunchucks, who's going to survive it, and then he's going to be just stranded on his feet. Yeah, that was bad. That yeah, was bad. I would I would say Kraus is like way better in fight kind of coach guy than getting guys like ready, game plan ready, going into a fight. Well. He I don't know his, what it is. 
he had this good run for a while where his guys were winning like lower level type fights and they stepped up. Um, I don't know if Krause is like this amazing coach or anything. I think he's just more vocal and people likes what he has to say versus yeah. more what he's doing. His, with the times you get to hear him in between rounds, he, I think he's really good. I think he, he gives us, great. Yeah. I, I think he gives us, his guys great advice and stuff in between rounds. Uh, who knows what they're getting in the gym coming into fights. I mean, who knows what kind of training camps he's it, running? Who, who start knows? winning in top level. It takes more than like in fight. That shit doesn't matter. I'm I'm sorry. Like other than motivation, not as much as not as much as pre-fight and getting your dude ready with a game plan and in shape. Yeah, I feel like it, you don't have to be a good coach. Like as a fan, when I sit on the couch, I could probably give fighters advice in between rounds. Of what he should do differently. Some of those dudes you would think could do that too, but they absolutely fucking suck. Like, yeah. you, you, do you want this? We need this round. Okay, motherfucker, tell me what I should go there and do to win this round. Punch him in the face. Move forward. <laughs> but you're, um, you're right. He can take those regional guys and they can win low level UFC fights. And yeah, that's, that's what, what he did, did during the, like someone said, you know, during the pandemic, cause yeah. no one wanted to fight. Um, we but that's, smart that's, what, that's what happened, right? That was when competition was lower. You had a couple of regional guys battling it out, and you know you have a good coach. You train with UFC guys, all that stuff, and you're facing a guy that's at some small camp. Then yeah, you're probably going to win those fights, motivate him a little bit in two yeah. rounds. And I, I just think, I think adjustments during a fight from a coach in MMA are the least important adjustments a coach can make in any sport. And I don't think it's that close. Yeah. And speaking of like hey. earlier, Henry Hoof, like. I mean, that guy is, is training you in techniques and everything, game yeah. plans, all of it, getting you ready for a fight. There's that's a a world of difference in coaches. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Every Thanks. once in a while, you see like a, a coach say like, you know, throw a left hook off the break or something. Like they can see something that their yeah. opponent is doing, and they can tell you to do that. But if you haven't already trained for something like that, it's not like you can just invent it in in the middle of a fight. Yeah. I mean, you had to be and, prepared for it already. You would hope that an ex-fighter could see little things like that when he's yeah. watching a fight from outside of the cage. You know. All right, midway division, Chris Curtis. What a story, this fucking guy. He's retired like 13 times, got fucked on Contender yep. Series, quit twice in one night, and now he's on a three-fight winning streak. He defeated Rodolfo Vieira, which is a pretty good win. I thought Vieira's striking has looked way better in the last couple of fights, and I think he's a lot more dangerous. Um, this is a good win. I think it's a good win for his takedown defense looked really good. Um, and yeah, I was, I was impressed by him. I, I think it's time, like, he's not a young guy. Like, what is he, like 32 probably, Chris Curtis, something like that? I think he's like almost 35 probably. Yeah, I oh, think he's mid 34. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. 34. He, he, tur- yeah, he's 34. It's time to give him a step up. Like, I think three wins in a row at 34, exciting, fun fighter. It's time to give this guy a ranked guy and kind of see what happens. But I did play Curtis, really liked him. So yeah, great, great win. Yeah, um, I, I was a little impressed with, uh, definitely Curtis, but also Vieira too, man. Like his, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't gas out like he usually does. Is, I mean, he got tired. He got definitely got tired in the third and it cost him the fight, but man, he looked decent on the feet. Uh, but props to Curtis, man. Like you talking about turning your shit around. Um, I will say when, when we broke this down, um, on the show, Curtis is getting getting fed some dudes that like got some really glaring fucking holes in their games, and 
Yeah. And he's a, he's a good vet that knows how to take advantage of him. And, and he has. So, so props to him. Um, I don't know still how convinced I am of Chris Curtis. Um, we'll see, but th- Lance is right. This is a really good win for Chris Curtis. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's as, I don't think he's a world class fighter. I mean, you're fighting guys outside of the top 15. You're always, like, even guys in the top 15, top 10, like, you're, there's always glaring weakness. I think they're more glaring when you're fighting unranked guys where a lot of those guys might be one dimensional or if they are more even, they're not great at anything. Or once you get into the top 10 or 15, it's less holes and they have one amazing quality. I think Vieira has that amazing quality, but it's paired with very below average wrestling. Like, <laughs> I mean, not Phil, Hall, Phil Hall's did too. Like look at Phil Hall's. Uh, yeah. Chris Curtis got a guy there that literally beat the ever living shit out of him for three minutes. Yep. His glaring hole showed up. Chris Curtis got another win in that yep. spot. So it's, well, we'll see, man. Like you said, he's got, he should get a, 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 a way better, bigger fight in the next one. For sure. I mean, Phil Hawes, Brendan Allen and Vieira. That's, that's a, a good run. That's yeah. A good I, absolutely. Absolutely. That is a good st- that's not three wanted- three very flawed fighters though. Three fighters that you can take but, advantage of a big glaring weakness. But great they terms, are good wins, no doubt. During the pandemic <laughs> during the pandemic, people wanted to give Kevin Holland fighter of the year for a yeah. worse run than that. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Very true. Very true. And, well, I think if you're if you have a winning streak of three unranked guys, can't get much better than three unranked guys with those names. Like that's that's an impressive streak from a guy that And then hauls in Allen in hindsight at you know, after those fights against him have gone on to have some very nice yeah. wins and performances. Yeah. Um, I mean Curtis has he's got a lot of tools. I mean he's got obviously good takedown defense. He's got some power. I don't think you can really take a lot away like take his power down too much from this because Vieira's got a stupid chin. Stupid yeah. chin. Um, yeah, he's like that five-tool fighter almost. Yeah. He does. He's he's good all, all around. Shot and it's hard to prop, do a lot of things to Chris Curtis. Yeah. Props to the people that got him by decision at like yeah. plus 2,200. 2,200. I think, uh, <laughs> think our boy sitting right here like that, that was going out on a fucking limb and hitting a, a really nice, really nice yeah. ticket. That's not, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Alright, we move on. Uh, Bandwidth, Umar, Nurmagomedov defeated Nate Manis. I took the shot I had to at like plus 700 or whatever. Um, Nurmagomedov sucks. He's Russian. Fuck him. I mean, he showed up this time and really fucking. That was a sweet decision. It. He that played it as safe. Decision. He played it as safe as he possibly could, man. I ended up the, a lot of people were betting the, the decision inside the distance got down to like minus 130. He was a minus thousand favorite and a dude that finishes all of the guys he fights up in the, up until this point. I had to take it. Like me yeah. and Sean talked about it and then goes out there and plays it as absolutely safe as possible. There, there was a multiple times in that fight to where he could have started dropping hammers. He had mounted at one point, just went full boring fucking rushing when he got into a good spot. Uh, apparently, you know, Magic keeps saying father's plan, father's plan. <laughs> I guess fa- father's plan is to, to have a nap on the couch on Saturday evening. <laughs> that's what this fucking one did to me. Yeah, I fell asleep and missed the last two fights and watched them the next day. <laughs> I had an early tea time, so I wasn't mad. Um, all right. Lightweight division, Tiago Moises defeated Christos Jagos. Mission, Easy. first round. 
Easy. Easy. Awkward. Yep. I think we all knew that coming in. Stupid price. I didn't didn't expect Stupid. it to be this easy. I thought no, I, I thought it'd take a little bit of time, but I thought yeah. I thought he was going to be better wherever he felt like it. Yeah, Tiagos is. I don't I don't know where the why people were thinking he was fucking any good, any kind of be competitive with fucking Moises. Moises yeah. fucking good, man. He's still young too. Like, don't don't write that guy off at one fifty five. He's good. Yeah, I mean, he fought some tough guys and he lost. I mean, he's still real, real tough guys. Yep. Twenty. He, I mean, Makachev, who everyone thinks is the second coming of Christ until Dubrovnik literally tears his head from his body, and then Joel Alvarez, like tough guys, you know, and he's still there. I think he's still still a top fighter. Um, yep. heavyweight division: Josh Parisian defeated Alan Badeau, knockout second round. Pretty hilarious fight. Parisian gets taken down, awesome beat up, fight. and then just comes out and decides to win the fight. Heavyweight MMA man. I mean, he moved into he he had to move into like the top five of. Brad's oh. division. I mean, he's knocking on the on the door of a of a t-shirt in the pool division of a of a shirt yeah. of a shirt shot. So, uh, man, I I really thought that 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 was that was gonna fucking get to to going over for us and and but Parisian just got he's too good, he's too fucking good, too good. Too much <laughs> you can only, you know you can only keep he, down for so long. He earned his rematch against Porky Porker for the T-shirt in the pool strap. Is, is he still it's one of those straps UFC? that you put in, like in the back of a tank top to to hold the, yeah. the tits in place. One is of those. Porter kind of still in the UFC? Of course he is. Porter yeah. both these guys. Yeah, he's got wins, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Porky's a fucking. He's a contender. <laughs> also, he died. Is, we, we got we got to talk about this for a second, but. Uh, Wes, I know you thought this was going to go over two and a half, get to decision. Wrong card. That was PFL on Friday night, where all Ooh. of those fat fucks won the decision. Incredible. Dude, it was like the perfect storm of all of these years of, yep. of fatties yep. showed up in one night, and we had a room full of dudes just hitting overs, overs. Plus monies, plus monies. Brad gets the full card, fatty's ticket. My God, just uh, dream come true, dream come uh, true. That was fantastic. Uh, Shave Cat defeated Neil Magny submission. Just easy work for Shave Cat here. I think I think it's legit. I mean, Magny, you know, has never been super super high on Magny, but he usually puts up a better fight. So. Impressive. We'll see. And then Shave Cat called out three forty-year-olds. So that's good to see. Yeah, that was yeah, that, that sucked. That's um, the opposite of what you do when you get a win over like a known guy and make it look easy. You call out a fucking contender. You don't call out a bunch of wash dudes. What a loser. Shave Cat is is incredible and doing Magni like it. I don't care how old Magni is. And we we said it on the show like Magni is that that gate to get into the top ten. Uh, and it's a tough one. Cause Magny is still fucking a, a, a really tough out. Yep. Man, he, he destroyed him. I, I got a little sub on that too. That was nice. Uh, I think a lot of people even thought it was going to take 15 here and Jake Cat's good. Yep. He is very good. Um, yeah, not, not a lot to add on that one. Just like one way traffic the, the whole Wouldn't time. It? And I don't remember the last time that happened to Magny. 
Yeah. Wouldn't take much for him to get a, a shot in that division now that Usman's beat almost everybody. He starts calling out fucking retirees and shit like an, an idiot. idiot. Like, like, call out someone in the top five. Like, yeah, one top. win. One win against the guy in the top five, and you're probably next in a title shot. Like, that quick. better than, than come shot. That's for sure. I mean, like, there's guys Ooh. out there that you can call out. You know, like, there's a bunch of guys out there that you can find. Like, yeah, like, why not call out come shot? Yeah, get him next coming off of fucking that fight. I mean, that he just had. what he did. I would have done anything but what he did. Call out anyone in the top five is what he should have done by name. But anyway, um, we already talked about the main event, so that'll do it. That's a wrap for that. We're not going to move on to UFC 276, Adesanya versus Cannonier. Uh, really strong card. Uh, I'm looking forward to this card. There's another there's one. Some, there's some action fights in the prelims. I think the pay-per-view is solid. I'm probably not as excited about the co-main and main event as some, but I'm still excited, I would say. Uh, Volk and Max have put on some really sleepy performances together, so I'm not expecting big things out of that fight. Mm. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think it's a, it's a good card, so let's go ahead and jump in. The women's bantamweight division, just starting off with bangers. Jessica Rose Clark versus Joyja Stolarenko. That's a pretty good pronunciation. Brad. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, me first. Oh, um, yeah. What do we have? Here? I was just kidding. I was just fucking with Wes. Wes, you gotta go first. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, I, I don't have much on this card. Hey, I, I will say that Storyenko is probably the worst chick on the entire roster of the UFC. That's and so she's gonna win. No, I think she gets fucking smoked there. I, I'm I'm not I'm not touching this fight, but uh, depends on how much wine I've had to. Early in the day, uh, Jessica Rose Clark inside is a decent plus money. I think she smokes this shit. Bradley. All right. So I get it. Some people have like the, the tattoo thing. She's kind of cute. Uh, but she sucks at fighting. Um, she's, she's not, not good. I mean, she just got armbarred in the first round. By something called Stephanie Egger. Um, I thought that was a brunch restaurant I went to, but uh, apparently it's a UFC fighter. And Julija Stoliarenko has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All of her wins are by armbar. Ooh. I mean, have you seen these chicks? <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Have There's- you seen Stephanie Egger? Yeah, yes. I saw her, yeah, I saw yeah. her flipping my bacon on Sunday. So any fight, any fight that old girl has had inside the UFC confines, the tough show or in the UFC, she is getting a, the shit fucking kicked out of her. She is so bad. I'm not saying Jessica Rowe Clark is good, but I see where Brad's going with this. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with him. I see where he's going. Same as always, low-level women's MMA what, dog. This time, I mean, I'm not – ah, fuck it. I'm going to fall into the exact same <laughs> trap I did last week, and I'm going to play the underdog by sub. What's the line on it? Like 700 or something like that? Not bad. Yeah. Clark inside bad. the distance. Oh, no, it's it's moved now. Sorry, it was uh, sub in round one was, uh, was 700. Hmm. Sub is just 350. I have <laughs> absolutely no, no 
No opinion. I'll take uh, I'll take the I, I like Brad's <laughs> I like Brad's thinking on this one. Hey Aaron. Stephanie uh, has French toes. Brad Tavares versus Drickius Duplesis. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> not, not even close. <laughs> not even gonna try. Duplesis. You you gotta say it with the the Matt Damon Invictus accent. See, Eggers Drickius Duplesis. Wes, Eger, Eger's legit. ADCC Europe and went to decision with Gabby Garcia, who's bigger than all of us combined. How much money did they pay Gabby Garcia to, to let her, let her finish? To let her. Have you seen that and, woman? Like, and a great French toast. Do you subscribe yeah. to Gabby Garcia's OnlyFans? Ooh, now that's five stars on Yelp. Do you want right. to go, you want to, you want to, want to go splitsies on it? it I mean, I know. Receiving. I know our boy Maz is starting to get into the the doing tape study for women's MMA, and his mm. first place he goes is his OnlyFans account. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to. You need motivation in life. All right, the, the K the K Hansen screenshots out there just she's not even good looking. It's so weird. Is she like naked yeah, on there now? She's oh no, she's there now. she's she's banging on there for money. <laughs> that went quick. It's, it's, it's gone like down commercial. Oh, well, what is it? It's like 200 bucks for like 20 minutes though. So it's like way more than she'll no, no. ever make. 200 bucks for like 22 seconds. No, she, it, 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 it's like way what? more money than she'll ever see getting punched in the face. People now she's just getting, that? getting punched uh, in the other allegedly. side. Allegedly. Why would you pay it for that? Been hmm. I don't get why anybody pays for any of it. There's literally, you can get as much fucking of that shit as you want for free on the internet. Very I, I pay for it. 90% of the internet is porn. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Jesus. You got me. Alright, Wes. Am I going? Um, yeah. yeah, man, I'm, that's what my wife tells me every now and then. Very sure. respectable uh, amount. Of, how do you say this guy? How, how do we pronounce his name? I've seen him fight a bunch. I really like him. Dreykus Duplissis. 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 What's his nickname? Still, Still Knox. We'll call him Still Knox. Not a good nickname. What? No, that's that's bad. We should give him a new nickname. Yeah. Is he talking about his? Car stereo system? Or is that his fighter nickname? Nah, okay. <laughs> not um, not yeah, man, I, I think, uh, I think Tavares had a, a couple okay wins, man, but I, I just, I think he's starting to get, get a little old, man. Um, hasn't fought in a year. It was, uh, Amarion. Um, I know he beat Shoeface. Shoeface went over to PFL. Started he could have won, massive... won a million dollars. He beat the entire no. PFL division. He he at at he, light heavyweight too. If Brad if if old Brad Tavares was smart, it's he, um. I mean, Amak uh, Amak uh, Amarion is is has got like three or four fights since even Tavares when they fought last. Like that is not good, man. It, it's been a year uh, year off, and uh, I think though Duplicis is. Isn't bad, man. I'm like, when I see that's a good win over, over Chevin Giles and he just absolutely fucking smoked that dude. I mean, Mark, Perez, Marcus Perez is a bomb, but showed pretty good skills, man. Um, I'm not sure exactly how the, how this fight plays out. I just, I just feel like, oh, Duplicis is gonna, gonna outwork Tavares here. 
maybe even catching but something, man, and, and hurt him in this spot. Um, you know, before his, his last two wins, you know, he got got pretty smoked by by Edmund and that dude turned out to not be so great. So may, maybe I don't know. Tavares just had a, a really couple good fights, man. Um I like old Duplicis there. I'm gonna gonna take a small shot. I I think he could he could possibly get Tavares out of there, man. I'm just I, I don't know what to think of Tavares at at 34 years old at this point. Did they cut Edmund yet? That was a fall from grace, super quick. No, he did finally move camps, though. I think he lost like a oh, there you go. Fights. He finally left Edmund. I'm not sure if it was before his last fight or not, but he finally did leave. No, it it was after that fight because I seen an interview where he was talking about how. He hasn't talked to Ronde or any of them. He just kind of got up and left. That's the smartest thing he's ever done in his life. Good for him. (laughs) Brad, who you got? Um, I I like Drake's duplicity here. Um, Multiplicity. Michael Keaton. I I think that he's going to make Brad Tavares see some, some multiplicity in this one because Tavares gets hit a lot these days for a long time. I, I think we might need to check with uh, with our boy Aaron to see if Tavares is actually Hawaiian and not like Brazilian or something like that because the Hawaiian part of his chin left him a long time ago and he's stuck with whatever's left over at this point. So he's going to get hurt here. I'm going to bet Drikas, uh minus 125. I think that is kind of a, a bargain in this spot. Uh, but I'm also going to take a, a little sprinkle uh, on sub at plus 1800 because he's got a bunch of subs. He's shown throughout his regional scene career that he's willing to actually go for subs. He's got a good guillotine if Tavares takes a sloppy shot after he gets hurt. Uh, so I, I think there's some potential there for, for Drickus to, to tap him, um, after he hurts him. So we're going to take Drickus minus 125 and, uh, sub plus 1800. You offended Aaron. Um, I don't like, I don't like Tavares very much here. He's, he's never been a great fighter to me. I think it was more, he had some good matchups, worked his way up, got into the rankings. Like you said about the Edmund fight, I think we thought, you know, Edmund was good. He ended up sucking ass. Uh, <laughs> so that's even worse there. And I, I think Dupuis is, he's dangerous. He is a dangerous fighter. He's a big brute. He's got big power. Fucking Jack. He's he Jack. Big fucking dude. And mm-hmm. I don't think Tavares can take many of those shots. Um, I don't know about the sub prop. I get where you're coming from. Um, but Tavares has never been subbed. I guess he's hurt. There's possibility he can, you know, plus he can grab a neck. But I think he's just going to beat the shit out of Tavares and get like a finish against the cage or something like that. Um, I don't see this going too, too long. I'm probably just going to play it straight. It's minus 125, minus 130, somewhere in there. So I think it's still playable without having to go the in, inside the distance route. But I don't think inside the distance is a bad play because uh, I do think more times than not he is going to get that. But Tavares has been pretty tough. He can survive. So he might be able to take the beating uh, up into the bell, but I don't think so. But I think this is a very bettable on plus his sauce that I'll be betting on this fight. The sub prop doesn't matter anymore because uh, I, I gave out a fraud line at about four o'clock today. It moved down to plus a thousand. Mm. I, I I moved it with my uh, my Mason bucks so he can steal some more of my Bitcoin. There you go. All right, women's flyweight, just guy, Macy Barber. I don't give a shit, Wes. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not betting this fight. Uh Jessica, I, I have no clue. She's one of those where we just have no idea how she's still on this roster. Uh Macy Barber absolutely fucking sucks though. I think she wins by decision. If you have to bet this fight, I think it's Barber by decision at around even money. How 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 is I still getting fights? I don't know, man. I have no fucking idea. That's bad. Macy Barber uh is shitty, but better. <laughs> but still. This has gotta be it for I though. It'd be five of six. Brad? You mean former title contender, Jessica I. True. Je- the yeah, only yeah. only chick that can make fucking old girl exciting. Like that's not a great look. <laughs> Tough. No. Um even still I mean, Macy Barber shouldn't be. We, we've learned this lesson multiple times before. She shouldn't be a big favorite against anyone. She could blow any fight and, algorithm. Uh, and, and eventually get to, to her future career. Uh, we all know what that is. It's in her name. It's meant to be Jessica Brown Eye by decision. Yeah, this guy sucks. She's. So bad. So bad at fighting. No qualities there. Who would pay for this guy's only fans, though? Like, she's not famous and not attractive. Who's like, oh, my God, the Jessica I picks her out. Here's my The same friend. same people that pay for the Kay Hansen one. But Kay Hansen's, like, kind of a little bit cute, I guess, in a weird redneck lives in a trash can way. Um, Jessica I. <laughs> I thought she was trans. Oh, God. <laughs> that's why I bought her OnlyFans, and I was unpleasantly surprised. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you and our boy Matt Vinka went in on the – y'all went in on the yeah. sub for that, huh? Yeah, we, we, split, all, we split all the uh, trans OnlyFans. Uh, it's really it's, – it's a good market out there. Like, I get it. I'm into it. So <laughs> just got oh, really false advertisement, you know. Anyway, all right, middleweight division, Uriah Hall versus Andre Munez, Wesley. Yeah, I think our our boy Uriah Hall, it's it's gonna take some uh, it's gonna take some Calcutta shit to to get out of this one alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Andre Munez is is really fucking good, man. Um, I mean. Is this just a slight step up from like Eric Anders at this point? Like, is is Uriah Hall? I mean, I don't think the dude's just that good anymore. Um, he's fighting old dudes like Chris Weidman, brittle bones breaking his own leg and shit on him. Like, Weidman's coming back for that belt. Say what the fuck you want. I just honey as fuck. I saw the uh, the Weidman Jacare stoppage. Yeah, I, I saw that, that posted. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god, dude! Because it was uh, it was Mark Liotta literally like in he like stopped it then backed up and Jacare hits fucking Weidman like two more times and looks at him, uh, taps him on the shoulder like, dude, what yeah, the fuck's was, going on here? Oh, but man, that's an that, timer. Only and, brands is running a Bogo special for Pride Month, so. Oh, there you go. Pride. Uh, I've been had him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I like I like uh, I like Muniz in this spot. Um, 
I, I think he's a I think he's a pretty good parlay piece at this point. I just um, I think your right hall is about done. Muniz gets this done, uh, probably about about however he wants, but got to think sub. So I don't know what the sub line is, but I'll probably just, minus uh, one ten. I'm probably yeah. just going to take the money line. I, I I like another spot on the card that I'm going to put him with. So uh, I, I like Muniz here, probably by sub. Brad? Uh, I, I like Muniz as well. Oh, I so kind of going the other way, though. Uh, I, I think uh, Uriah Chad Hall. Chad is wilding out tonight. Spinning kick, Brad? <laughs> Spinning body <Yeah>. kick? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see what exactly it is. But Uriah Hall has only – not been stopped in a loss once in the last five years. And that was against the SS man himself, Sean Strickland, uh, who can't finish a fucking sentence, never mind a, a lunch. He can't finish like the lunch size salad. That's, that's Sean Strickland for you. So everybody else knocked Uriah Hall out. Andre Muniz, I know that primarily he's a grappler. But he's got some hands on him too. So Muniz TKO plus five hundred plus five twenty five. We'll 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 round robin that with some other stuff. I saw I saw that and knew I knew that that's where you were going. (laughs) That plus five hundred. I knew it. Yep. There we go. Yeah, I like I like Muniz here. I was actually I wasn't going to play the sub line. I I was unless it was something crazy. But at minus one ten, whatever. I'm probably just going to put. Play inside the distance. It's only minus 160, uh, so I'll probably throw that in a parlay. I think he's getting a finish. Like, there's just no, there's absolutely no way Uriah Hall is surviving 15 minutes with this guy. And it could be a knockout on the ground. He could throw some ground and pound, get him out of there. I think he's gonna be able to take him down. He's just a finisher, man. Uriah Hall likes getting finished. He's not, he's not there for the long haul. So I do like me news. Minus 160 seems very fair on the inside the distance there. So that's what I'll be playing. All right. Those were the prelim prelims. I mean, not bad. You get Jessica I, Georgia, Stolarenko. There's a lot to like on these prelims. Uh, you get Jessica right, I, and you don't even have to pay for it. Actually, one wow. of them probably moved up because it's only showing three fights on the – which one got moved up? Was that Hall, I assume? Hall I, I would hope so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the way – oh, actually, this order is all fucked. Is Jimmy Wait. Miller Cerrone? Didn't that move to the main card, or is that oh, that was Waller that got moved to the main card? Yeah. yeah. Um, right. are, are these the prelims that are on ABC or whatever, or is yeah. that? Uh, I don't yeah. know what the fourth one is though. Let me look. So I have next. I'm just looking at all Wikipedia. No, I think that was the first one of the ABC prelims, and the next three are the other ones. So Uriah Hall, the first one, and then Jimmy Fucking Miller. Yep. All right. Welterweight division, Jimmy well, Jimmy Miller, welterweight division. I mean, come on. I get it. He's fighting a lightweight. But Jimmy Miller is a small fella. So, interesting. Walter, he's going to have to gain weight for this he's fight. Gonna, he's going to weigh in at 162. Yeah, I mean, literally, he, that guy's he's small. Uh, versus the ghost of Cowboy Cerrone. Wes? Yeah, and I think that that point there is probably why our boy Sean is actually playing Cowboy in in this spot. Um, I I can't see it. What's what's Cowboy gonna look like though? He he like he cut to one fifty five like a month ago, turned around, 
cut to 155 again two weeks ago and look like, I said he looked like a newborn, but a hundred years old at the same time. Like it didn't look natural. And now he's at 170 where he's had two weeks to fuck off and doesn't have to worry about cutting weight, which he's probably not staying in great shape and, uh, filming another fucking Fox now straight to DVD fucking video. Um, I gotta like, I gotta like fucking, uh, our boy here, Jimmy Miller, man. Um, I think, uh, think Miller inside the distance, man. Uh, I don't think this fight goes 15 minutes. There's just absolutely no fucking way. Um, I don't see a bunch of prop lines out yet for this fight for some reason. Uh, I don't know what the fuck to line it. <laughs> I'd like to see, I'd like to see, uh, Jimmy Miller by KO actually, cause yeah. I could see him catching Cowboy here, man. Like Cowboy is beyond gone. Like, I know Miller's going to be outsized here, but he's still a fucking fighter, man. Like, it's kind of the same breakdown as we gave of this fight with Joe Lozon and Cowboy. It's the same shit. One dude's still training to fight. Uh, The other dude is making fucking movies and shit. So uh, then put on top of it, the two weight cuts, moving up to 170 now. I think you got to like Miller in this spot. Um like inside the distance, but, uh, I, I put Jimmy, I put Jimmy Miller with, um, um, with Muniz as one of my parlays with Muniz. And I'll probably play Jimmy Miller by KO whenever that line comes out. So they moved, um, the Tavares to Puss's fight, not the Hall fight. So the Hall fight's still on the first set of prelims. So you, and the, the two chick fights are starting off. So really you can just like, Wait an hour to start yeah. watching. It's perfect. Yeah, I think Tapology has the right lineup, and FightOdds.io's got the right lineup too. Yeah. Oh well, we'll get there eventually. <clears throat> Brad, um, I wish that I could love Jim Miller in this fight, and like I probably should. It's not Lowe's on the man. Though, not Lozon, not at the right weight class, minus 200 instead of like the plus 140 we were getting Lozon at. Uh, I'll wait and see what the props are, but like Wes said, if that TKO prop isn't huge, I don't think that Miller's going to get a lot of takedowns and end up subbing Cerrone or anything like that. I think he's content to to play fights out on the feet these days. And even a shop worn cut weight a couple times, like if there was back, if this was back down at 155, I'd probably like Miller more. The fact that it's up at 170, if this plays out on the feet, I could see Cerrone winning a decision. I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago that he was competitive with, you know, a real massive welterweight in, in Nico Price. I don't know what the hell, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're both born in the USA and he walks out to Bad Moon Rising anyway it's the wrong song we, we, fuck, we fucked up and let Lance get his office together now he's got yeah. sound and all kinds of shit oh, fuck. he's going to have a sound board next week folks he's going to be pumping it well you're usually using that cell phone to look at bets and the actual card for the first time 
this week. <laughs> well, I use the I, I I put the fights on. I got the the screen over here. I just look at best fight odds over here. I know now you got like gambling sites. You got like three fucking Ooh, screens same. now. Um, Cerrone decision. Gonna gonna play Cerrone and Toutmaster, but uh, no bet on it as of right now. Tim Miller is going to fuck up Cerrone bad. Just bad. I think Miller's Miller's looked good. He's he's looked good his last couple fights. His hands are still there. Cowboy has gotten so slow on the feet that he can be hit so hard and he can be hit pretty easily. And his chin is just absolutely gone. Cowboy's not gonna be able to, I think, go to the wrestling on this one. I think it's gonna be on the feet. And I think Jimmy Miller is just gonna put it on him. I, I think Cowboy is beyond washed. Like I'm actually scared to watch this man get punched in the face. And Miller's been—he's been hitting guys. He's been knocking guys out. His his power seems almost improved. And I think no weight cutting here for Jimmy, which he hasn't cut a lot anyway. And I think I think Cowboy's hittable, and I think he's got absolutely no chin left. So I like the inside the distance. It's plus one hundred five right now on Jimmy Miller, and I think this is going to be a an easy one. I think this is it for Cowboy. I think this is the the last time we see Cowboy until his uh, bare knuckle boxing debut. You think uh, Jimmy's going to pull the old Eve Edwards on the scale and, like, pull out a cheeseburger while he's weighing in? I've told the story where I just towered over the man. Um, little We've fella, heard it once or twice. Once or twice. The, the, <laughs> he hasn't been the same, really, since I shook his hand. Well, that that's, a, that's why I can't – that's why the, the sub nut isn't going to happen. We know he doesn't have the grip anymore. That's why he's had to knock people out. This was like a long time ago, but I think he's still got PTSD just from feeling a real, like, real fucking forearms feel like. You know, like, you guys can't even imagine what this grip can do. So, RIP Jimmy. But yeah, love Jimmy here. Good one. Alright, well, I'm still going by whatever the fuck orders on here. Um, Welterweight Division, Ian Gary, Gabriel Green. Wes? Yeah, I don't, I don't have much on this fight. Um, don't have a really good read on it. Uh, I'm still not the, not the biggest Dan Gary fan. I think he's looked, he's looked pretty average in his, uh, first couple UFC fights, in my opinion. Um, the, the old insulin kid was, was giving him every fucking bit of it for most of a round until, uh, he did some dumb shit and got knocked out. Um, last performance was, was pretty, pretty average. Um, Gabe Green's tough, man. Gabe Green's tough and Gabe Green throws fucking, Hammer, so, uh, who knows, man, it, it could get interesting. Um, I, I think this should, the line should probably be closer. I'll say that. I'll, I'll probably be picking Gabe Green and, and Toutmaster. Um, just mainly more of a fate. I'm just not sold on, on, uh, Ian Gary yet, like a lot of people are. I think, uh, think Gabe Green's a, a tough dude that can hit hard. Yeah, Ian Gary kind of sucks. And, I think this is the first time that he's fighting somebody with a pulse. And not only does he have a pulse, but he's got a good chin. He's willing to come forward and throw. Gary has terrible tall guy defense. I think that Gabe Green's going to land some shots on him. I don't know if he's going to actually get him out of there, but I'll take Gabe Green. And this line's creeping up. Uh, you got that stupid Irish people money. Uh, the potato money coming in, and Gabe Green's up to plus 160 in this. I I think I'm going to have to take a shot on that because if I don't do it now, uh, we we might miss the the blooming of the Fabe plant here. Yeah, I 
I, I do think this is a tough fight um, to go with Gary with the line, and I don't think I'm like a big Gary fan. I feel like this is just one of those fights that everyone – Gary didn't have the greatest – hasn't looked amazing in certain areas. And I think this just feels like one of the fights where everyone wants to bet against the prospect. Green's a good guy. He's got some decent hands. So everyone is going to bet against Gary here, and Gary's going to win the fight. That's just how I see this thing going because it feels like every time we have this hyped-up prospect that everyone thinks sucks, and then he gets to face a decent guy, he's, he wins. And I, I think that's what I think that's what we're going to see here. So I get why people are playing green. I, he is a dangerous guy. He's got some good hands. But I think Gary ultimately is going to win this fight. So I, I think it's going to be one of those looks like value, dies kind of situations. So that's my thought. All right, lightweight division, Brad Riddell, Jalen Turner. Wes? Yeah, this is a it's a it's a pretty fun fight. Um, I, I like I like I like Brad Burdell as a fighter quite a bit. Um, I, I wasn't wasn't really sold on on Brad Burdell coming up until his last fight. His last fight was a loss, and I I, I came out of that fight actually pretty sold on the dude. Um, I, I think he looked amazing in, in his last fight against one of the best dudes in the division at this point. Um, and going against Jalen Turner, man, like Jalen Turner's beating up fucking dudes that should be stocking fucking baby formula off the trucks. Dude, like, he beat Brock Weaver. I mean, broke, broke Weaver. Mal- he beat Malarkey. God damn. Talk about a step up. Fucking Brock Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a step up. Um, it, it's same. It's the same guy though that, that Matt Favela fucking out wrestled and shit and out, out grinded. Um, Brad Riddell's takedown defense is ridiculous. He, he's got decent offensive wrestling. He hits like a fucking truck. I think he's gonna take Jalen Turner out of this uh, out of this fight, man. So, um, we're, we're getting we're getting Brad Riddell at, at what is it like plus one fifteen, plus one twenty against Jalen Turner coming off of a performance like that against Fizia, man, like. I gotta take that. If I'm wrong and Jalen Turner's like this freak that everybody's saying he is because he's fucking tall, um, so be it. I, I think uh I think Riddell's gonna gonna test that tall guy defense in this fight. And I think he's gonna get Turner out of there myself. So I gotta take that dog money. Brad. Yeah, Riddell up to plus one thirty at Bet Online right now makes no sense to me. One of these guys in their last three fights has fought Fiziev, Drew Dober, um, sorry, last four fights, even if you want to go back further. Alex De Silva, who got cut from the UFC for no reason, because that guy's actually pretty fucking good. Um, and Magomed Mustafaev, who I assume people think is great. I don't know who the fuck he is, but he's Russian. And I think that's the dude that actually knocked out uh, Pop, isn't it? So Yes. Might be, might be all right. Fought in like two years. Visa issues. He's he's too busy um, trying Killing to get a visa Ukrainians. to invade Ukraine. Yeah. He's in, he's interrogating fucking POWs is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, so he's fought some good guys. He's been in competitive fights with all of them, uh, won most of them, and Jalen Turner has fought Malarkey, Medic, and Broke Weaver. Uh, and Josh Kulabau, who's like, isn't that dude like a bantamweight? 
He's, he's just a little feller. Um, (laughs) so a little bit different here. And for some reason, after looking at all of that, because Turner has finished all those bums that he's fought, he's the favorite here. I, I just don't get it. I feel like Riddell is a top 15 lightweight already and Turner very much is not. Uh, I, I see Steve posted the inside the distance plus 260 in the chat. Yes. Honestly, I just took the, I just took the money line. Uh, I'll, I'll take Riddell plus 130. Uh, I think that is, that's just the wrong guy favorite in this fight. So I, I'm on Brad Riddell. Uh, it's actually going to be a two unit bet for me. Ooh. Yeah, I like, uh, I like Riddell a good bit here. I think this is a fight that's going to play out in the feet. And I don't think these guys are in the same world uh, on the feet. It's as simple as that. Riddell is a great striker. Saw the Fizia fight. We've seen him in other fights. Yeah, even in the Dober fight. Like, that was a tough, tough fight. And Drew Dober is a tough guy. Like, he's had some big wins. And Turner hasn't been facing good guys. And I think Turner does have an obvious jiu-jitsu advantage. But I, it's not getting there. I don't think he has any hope of getting him down. I think Turner's best strategy is keep it tight and clinch him, push him against the cage. But that's not really how he fights. And I think it's going to be an open space, and Riddell's just a much better striker, and T- Turner is hittable. He's got that tall man defense, and I think it plus money, that's absolutely insane. So love Riddell here. This will be Munich. Munich. So we love this one. Riddell, plus money. Take it. All right, let's move up. This is the fucking – so weird they bumped this fight up. With all those fights we just talked about, we're opening the car with Bobby fucking Waller versus Brian Barberina. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Wes. Brutal Bob and Bearded Babs? What? <laughs> yeah, Are I'm excited about this one. I'm excited. Fight on the card. I'm excited for this fight. I, I, I think, I think Barberina's gonna, gonna do Barberina shit and he's, he's gonna come forward. I hope he's real sloppy and, uh, I hope Bob's got some some time in his old body to to throw some fucking bombs on on this dude. I, I don't I don't think Barbarina's good, man. Like he's tough. Uh, Matt Brown was fucking beating his dome in. I mean, you don't think Bob Lawler ain't gonna fucking beat throwing shit on this guy? Like, I, I like Robbie Lawler here. Like, it, it's not it's not very fucking big or anything, but I'm putting a small bet on on Robbie Lawler here. Against a dude that is, is not very good, man. Might be sweating it if, if Robbie can't, can't catch him and hurt him with something. Cause Barbarina is a fucking maniac and will keep coming for 15 minutes. So we'll see. It, it's more, uh, more heart than anything, but it's about as good a matchup as Robbie could get outside of, uh, Nick Diaz. <laughs> I, I almost forgot that fight happened. <laughs> best, I still best haven't match. actually watched that one. We're next to decided he was no matter. Yeah, don't. All right, yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, it, it's the best matchup Robbie could have ever gotten in his Stop life. Stop me, Usman. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> that, fucking dude, that dude is, I, I don't, I'm not even going to say the bad word of it, but he's got, he's got brain problems. He's <laughs> the dumbest human I've ever heard speak. He's, that Nick Diaz. Man. He makes Nate look not as dumb. You know how tough yeah, it is? I was gonna say, he's dumber than Nate. <laughs> Nate's, Nate's, I don't want to say Nate's the smart one, but uh, Nate is the more cognitively present one. We'll say that. Impressive. <laughs> All right, Brad. Yeah, Nate, yeah. So this is this is the worst guy that Brutal Bob has faced 
since Bobby Volker. Uh, since Nick Diaz last fight. I mean, <laughs> I yeah. fought in eight I just, years. I just what? told you I hadn't, I just told you I hadn't watched that fight, so. <laughs> don't even count. If I haven't, if I haven't watched it, doesn't count. <laughs> Nick didn't even uh, have good, doesn't have good cardio anymore. He was like this fat loser. <laughs> it was bad. That was, so that, that was, was that was pretty good training for, uh, Brian Barberena because Barberena is. Punching bag. Like, we want to talk about, Lawler being like old and I think he's kind of more the, uh, doesn't pull the trigger quite enough, uh, as opposed to his body's just completely broken down, kind of, uh, washed. But that's against Covington and Askren and Magni and Strikers. <laughs> yeah, the, the guys that aren't even gonna give a chance to throw punches. Covington, Askren, Fitch. Big, brutal strikers. <laughs> Jake Shields. <laughs> uh, he's going to have chances to throw in this one. And when he throws and lands on Barbarina, Barbarina is going to feel it. Um, Let's go. I don't know that he's going to get him out of there, but, yeah. man, few dudes hit as hard as Robbie Lawler hits. And... Uh, I, I think that he's pulling this one off. I, I don't quite understand it. I know their recent form, and he's only got the one win in forever. Um, but, man, it's not like Barbarina's beaten anybody good at this point. He beat a 52-year-old Matt Brown, barely, and a bunch of guys that I've never heard of and looked awful against pretty much all of them. So I'll take Lawler here, basically even money. I think I got minus 120. It's probably going to end up... Uh, being even better than that when all's said and done, because everybody seems to want to fade Robbie Lawler in this slot. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. This is bad. This is a bad fight. <laughs> I, I'll I'll pick Lawler. I, I don't know how you can bet this fight with too much confidence. Lawler's only fight in the last few years against Nick Diaz, who hadn't fought in eight years. He looked like he had been just like sleeping on his uncle's couch the last six years, just crushing Cheetos and not which one of them forever. Uh, <laughs> And Barbarina looks bad. I mean, that, that Matt Brown fight, that was not a good showing. I know it, it was fun and all that, but that was just not a good showing. But I just, I can't trust Robbie Lawler. I don't know how anyone could. And, you know, you gotta lay some juice on Robbie Lawler in 2022. I don't know if that's the path I'm willing to go down. So I will be picking Robbie Lawler in this fight, but it's not a fight. I'll be betting. Alright, let's now move on to the Bantamweight division as we have Pedro Munoz taking on Sean O'Malley. Wes. Whew. I think uh, I think you got a you got a good chance there, Lance, of getting your uh, most hated hated fighter a, a loss. Oh, man. Uh, I'll fucking uh, I mean, Pedro's getting getting a little older, man. This dude's been in some absolute bangers over the years. Uh, the the miles are definitely adding up, um, and and. Sean O'Malley, like we can't argue the the dude he hits he hits a little bit like he's he's got got some pop man say say what you will about the dude um but I think this is a is a decent matchup for for Munoz man like we know he's still got the chin uh it, it could go at, at any time don't get me wrong but it's still holding up uh we've seen O'Malley get kicked in his fucking little toothpicks before and uh I I think 
Pedro Munoz is gonna gonna be fucking trying to to kick those fucking legs, man. Um, that's a big price, man, on a fucking a legit guy that's got some pass here, dude. So I gotta absolutely take a shot on on Pedro Munoz uh, at, at this point. I, I might wait to bet. I mean, it's I, I think I see like a plus two sixty at, at Mason Book at this point. That's that's insane. That is fucking stupid. I think it could get better. I, I think that O'Malley is gonna get played here, man. He's he's got a lot of fucking uh uh he's got a lot of these younger kids like on on the internet and shit because he games and shit. He's on like Twitch and this shit. Well, they're doing like this gaming shit. Uh, all around Vegas and shit. I think you're going to have a lot of mooks around Vegas betting money on Sean O'Malley this weekend. So it'd be really nice to watch Pedro Munoz fucking take one of his legs home. Plus 260 is crazy. That's probably – that. I mean, that's worth it right there. I might wait a little bit longer to see what happens. Brad? Yeah, the plus 260 – Silly. Uh, I actually took a line earlier in the week that was lower than that, that I can still cash out, uh, which I might do and move over to, to Mason book uh, to, to get that uh, plus 260. But Pedro Munoz, he throws like 40 or 50 leg kicks every fight. And he's not going to throw 40 or 50 leg kicks in this fight because after he lands three or four, O'Malley's just gonna collapse in a heap. Uh, and I don't know if Munoz is gonna be able to finish him on top. Um, at least with strikes, kinda like Vera did. He might need to, to go to a guillotine or something like that in a scramble. But if they get back up to the feet, he's just gonna keep going back to that leg. And I kind of think that uh, we're in store for a Pedro Munoz leg kick TKO uh, from my hated calf kicks, which I will I'll put a an, an embargo on the hate for one fight, uh, just so that I can see Sean O'Malley get his leg shattered, and hopefully he'll shut the fuck up for once. Yeah, I'm with the guys here. I like, I like Pedro Munoz here, and I, I think this is a tough matchup. I know O'Malley's only calling out old guys or unranked guys, but I think he he called out the wrong old guy um, in yeah. this one just with the styles. We've seen O'Malley with his legs. I mean, Cheeto landed a couple leg kicks, and that leg was just absolute toast, and then he quit and cried and then filmed the TikTok, whatever that fucking move <laughs> does. Um, Munoz kicks probably harder, I would say, than, than Cheeto. I think he has better leg kicks. I think he's he's a tough guy, too. He's hard to put out there. Munoz is not going to quit. He's not going to get beat up. He's going to keep moving forward. And I think when you look at a grappling, I think Munoz has a very large grappling advantage here, too. So if Munoz has to resort to the wrestling and he can get him down, I think he's 100 levels above toothpick legs. And I think it's just a lot of ways to win for Pedro Munoz. I'm not completely convinced that he is is washed at this point. He's he's 35 and getting a little older. But, I mean, this guy lost to Aljo, Frankie, Aldo, and Cruz. O'Malley's fighting sandwich artists. So, you know, it, it, if you look at it, for the most part, Munoz has been beating who he's supposed to. And he's been and losing he's in, who he is. And in yep. close with all of those top guys. Yeah, Fra- I mean, Frankie beat the shit out of him. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean the rest of them he, he might. 
he should have probably thought about retiring after the beating he took. Yeah, Frank, I mean, Frankie's Frank like, Frank beat the fuck out of that guy. Man, um, but I, I like I like Pedro here. I think he's got a million ways to win this fight, and I think it's leg kicks. I think it's wrestling. I think it's toughness and chin. Um, and Munoz got some. He's got some heavy hands too. I mean, we saw. Who was that little tiny fucking guy that gave fucking O'Malley fits? That little guy, I think he already got cut. Who was fighting Luke, up Luke Yeah, Luke that guy beat the fuck out of O'Malley. If you're letting Munoz tee off in you like that, that's that's night night. So like Pedro here, plus two fifty, totally, totally worth it. All right, Donowitz. We got a Donny Donowitz. Donny Donowitz, sure. We can go. We yeah. can Donny here. Yeah. We can go a little Donny Donowitz here. Yeah. All right, middleweight division. Sean Strickland, Alex Pajera. Brad, I guess uh, we'll we'll go with, we'll go with you on this one. <laughs> I I suppose we will. Um, He's good. Alex Pereira is an excellent kickboxer. Very good with the kickboxing. A lot of power. Honestly, I was kind of impressed with his wrestling defense and, and ability to scramble back up in his last fight uh, against some Brazilian brawler who can't really grapple at all. It's going to be interesting to see how that grappling plays out against Sean Strickland. Because we've seen Sean Strickland. We know that he can jab. We know that he can go to a decision. I don't think that's his best path to victory in this fight. Although I don't think it's completely out of the question for him to just stay super busy and and just kind of smother Pereira with volume in this one. But if Strickland is smart... And as much as his public persona would have you believe otherwise, once he gets in the cage, I think he is actually pretty smart. He's going to wrestle here. And I don't think that he's just going to overwhelm Pereira. I don't think that he's going to get super dominant positions and immediately get a sub. I mean, the last dude that he subbed was Bubba McDaniel back in, like, (laughs) that that dude was... The, uh, the ultimate quitter. Um, yeah. just complete head case. Love it. I, I don't think that he's going to get him out of there that easily. I, I know some people took a shot on a big Strickland subline here. For me, it's same old story as always. Strickland decision. He, he's going to land some jabs. He's going to close the distance. He's going to get takedowns. He's going to push him up against the cage. He's going to wear him down. And, uh, yeah, I think that what Pereira has learned in Glover's garage is going to allow him to survive the grappling sequences and, and not get dominated too much there. But I don't think it's going to be enough for him to win the fight. So I like Sean Strickland. I like Sean Strickland plus 300-ish by decision. Uh, I, I think that's a crazy line that we're probably not going to see again for a while. Brad, or Wes? Yeah, I'm, uh, I- I'm with Brad here. Um... When this, when this when this fight got announced, man, um, and the line opened, like I thought it was kind of crazy, man. Um, I know it got tighter, and um, I, I've been I've been big on Pereira, but this is just this is different, man. I, I think he's in there with, with the guy that is just such a better grappler and grinder and can get a hold of him. Um, I, I'm also with Branch. I, I, a lot of people I see uh, are talking about get him getting a sub here on Pereira, but man, Strickland can't finish a fucking 
six inch sub, dude. Like I think Pereira is good enough. Like Brad said, he's training with Glover to to be able to survive that. So probably Strickland by decision here again, but I just think it's a great, great matchup at a great price. So this is a pretty big bet for me. Um, it's, it wouldn't be crazy if Pereira caught Strickland with something like we know Strickland is fucking dumb as shit, man. And when it comes to fighting at times and would you be shocked if he stood on the feet for a little bit with Pereira and ended up getting caught with something? No, he's, he's not, he, he does dumb shit in fights. Um, I think he's going to be smart here and he's going to grind. Um, I like Strickland big, man. Uh, this is a, this is a, a three unit bet for me, ever you want to measure that. Um, but I like Strickland big here. Yeah, I like Strickland uh, a good bit here. I think I think we're thinking too much about this kickboxing aspect. I think Strickland has pretty good takedowns, and he's suffocating on top. And I think while it's on the feet, Strickland's, Strickland's long. He's got a good jab. He works behind that jab. He's not the easiest guy to hit. He's not the easiest guy to finish. He is tough, so if he gets hit, I don't think I don't think this is one of those situations where when they're on the feet, Strickland's dead. I think he can work behind the jab, and he can survive and work in takedowns, push him against the cage, and I don't know. This line is fucking ass backwards to me. Like I, I love Strickland <laughs> in this fight. What's the line at now? Like plus one thirty, something like that. No, plus a hundred. Plus a hundred. Yeah, even, I mean, yeah. Him, even him, him plus money is any sort of plus money is weird to me. This is a proven yeah. MMA guy who's getting better and better. That's very well rounded versus a guy who's a kickboxer that has you know some good power. And I think Strickland's going to absolutely dominate him. So this will be the consensus bet of the week. On Sean Strickland. All right, let's move on. Couple main events. Eh. Let's see if we can get this done in nine minutes. Uh, <laughs> for the weight division, Alex Volkanovsky, Max Holloway. Wes, we've seen it twice. Sucked both times. What's next? Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's all kind of how you look at it. I, I enjoyed those fights. Um, they were I think terrible. this, I think this one could have, have a little bit more action. I think Max is going to do what he's got to do, but Volk's been, he's been a little more active lately in his fights, a little more output, tries to go for shit. Um, man, I just think the other, the other two fights were, were really close. I, I gave Max the second fight. I think you can get plus 180 here, uh, straight and Max decision is at this point, uh, upwards of plus 300. Uh, just think you got to take that man in a really close fight. Has Volk improved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, not a, not a ton. He's been great. Like the dude's been what he is for years now. Like he's great. I still think Max is great. Think his output's going to be there. I'll take some plus three hundred decision and a little bit of the money line. Brad, I. I don't really have a huge opinion on this fight. I mean, we've seen it twice at this point. It's been competitive for pretty much all 10 rounds. It's probably going to be vast majority on the feet with a couple takedowns from Volk mixed in that Max immediately gets back to his feet on. Um, allegedly, takedowns mean less these days, but... You know, somebody should tell the judges that. So I think we're in for another competitive fight. Uh, I think there's a couple things that Max adjusted to in the second fight that gave him a bit more success there. 
I know people were uh, a whole lot more up in arms about that decision. I was fine with both of them. But, man, this is – it's competitive, and it's going to go to decision. I've got uh, a little bit of money on uh, max by decision at plus 320. And the other line I took, because I had a, a nice free bet at uh, DraftKings – Thank you for the uh, the NHL promo. Um, max by split or majority decision plus eleven hundred because one of these judges is going to be confused and score it the opposite way from the other guys, and hopefully it goes my way. Yeah, I don't have I don't have too much to add on this one. I mean, the first two fights were were close. I thought the second fight was closer. I still thought Volkanovski won that fight. Um, these guys just. Don't make fun fights. They just, we, we've seen 50 minutes of this. Not fun. Wasn't a good 50. Um, and, and I don't see this. It was being good. Like, it was good, but not like. It was bad. It was not good. <laughs> it's it's good fighting. They're, they're both very good fighters. Oh, nothing against them, but when they fight, it sucks. It's not fun. Um, I don't want to see it again. I'm going to watch it. Whatever. Um, I'm not going to bet this fight. I'm going to root for Max. Because uh, I, I like Max, uh, but I think Volkanovski wins this fight. I think he's just—I think he just knows how to beat him. I think just squeaking out these rounds is what Volkanovski is good at, and I think we're going to see that again. So I think Volkanovski is going to another close fight. People cry about cry about it, but I, I think Volkanovski edges this one. All right, let's go to the main event: middleweight division: Israel Adesanya, Jared Cannonier. Not very competitive. Wes. Yeah, I don't know. I- I was a little torn about this fight. I'm still going back and forth, man. I just, I think Kanan's got, got the game to give Izzy some problems. Um, not, not saying I'm betting, uh, the line's just up there, man. Uh, I think this, this could be close for a little bit. Uh, I think Kanan here is, is probably going to have to like getting down and laying some ground and pound and hurt Izzy, something like that to win this fight. Um, the longer it goes, it's probably going to favor, uh, Izzy. Like, Cannon, he's definitely doesn't have the gas tank that Izzy does. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably pick Izzy at this point. Um, I just think the line's a little wide, man. I think people's kind of underselling, uh, Cannon in this spot. And the guy's good, man. Like, he hits like a fucking truck. Uh, he's got some, some grappling and grinding in him and, What's is he had problems with the the times he's had problems, the loss that he's had. I'm just saying it, it's close. So it's easy for me right now, but I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm split on it. Brad. So Izzy's one loss is to a light heavyweight that was able to a slow down the pace and and kickbox with him quite effectively. And then go to his grappling a little bit. And Kenyar isn't a great or dedicated wrestler, but this is a massive dude that was a former heavyweight. And if he gets into the clinch with Izzy, I, I think he can toss him around a little bit. I mean, Thin Izzy has that nickname for a reason. And it's not because the boys are back in town. It's because... <laughs> He has those O'Malley legs and arms and body. 
He's just a, a fucking toothpick all over. I do not like Israel Adesanya. I, I do not find most of his fights enjoyable. I, I think that, uh, you know, chances are, I mean, he's a minus 450 favorite or whatever, and this line keeps going up. Um, at, at the start of the week, I said I was probably going to bet Cannonier. I'm going to keep waiting because I think this line's going to keep climbing. And so I'll probably take like plus 400 or something on Cannonier when it gets there. So I'm fully prepared to lose that and, and win all the rest of my bets. But I have to do it for the brand at yeah. this point. Y'all, y'all bet against Izzy at way lower prices. <laughs> like, you can get 400 this time. Y'all bet against the dude at like two and shit. No, Costa wasn't even that, I don't think. I made a great, I made a bundle off Yon though. Yeah. Oh, well, I, we all, I've, I've bet, the only time I've bet against Izzy, I've won. Like, I, yeah. I hit. And this is the second time I'm thinking about it. I, I don't like, I, I want Kanye to win this fight. Trust me. I, I've been a, so I've, been a day, I, I've been a day one Adesanya hater. I mean, I, but first on the train of, I hate this fucking guy. I hate everything about him. Everyone came up. Everyone thought he was funny and so cool and exciting. And I was like, fuck this guy. And then he turned in to easily the most boring champion in the UFC. It's not close. He, I don't believe anyone that says that anyone who says they really like Adesanya has not watched him fight in the last three years. Every fight of his is boring. He's, Dude, the, fight. the the Costa fight wasn't boring. That he, that was great. He had Hell, the work he's kicks. put on he, the he first round. The the Whitaker fights were good. Those were good fights, man. He is so that boring. wasn't during an official calf kick embargo. So that's just some, <laughs> so if if you're a champion in the UFC and you have to resort to calf kicks, that's just fucking embarrassing. Those those, so those were good fights. Boring. He's boring. Those were good he's fights. Super super boring. He's <laughs> very boring. He points fights. He does nothing. He finishes that. Yeah, he finished dudes. What do you mean? Like he fucked them yeah, up. He and finished them. What are you talking about? Fights. Yeah. He I mean, yeah. Last I'm, last I'm not good. saying. I get. I get the argument that he's got. I, I can't argue that he doesn't have boring fights and boring moments. He absolutely does. But he, he's got uh, great fights on his resume and good finishes too. Yeah, those were like five years ago. <laughs> Constantly like that long. Because in since let's see, he's had. Yeah, but that was the wine. He had he had one finish in in the last three years, pretty much. That's pretty good. That's like a finishing machine. I just just bet just bet Cannon plus three fifty and let's. I'm not betting Cannon. I don't think he's gonna win this fight. I don't think he can wrestle like like Jan did. I don't think he can stay heavy on top like Jan did. I think on the feet he's too fucking slow. I don't think he can get there. When we've seen these big powerful strikers fight Izzy, they can't hit him. We saw it with Costa. We saw it with Yoel. Guys who are faster can make contact a little bit more, but these these big guys with big shots can't can't hit them. So I think this is going to be 25 minutes of absolute boringness. My only firm prediction is I'll probably fall asleep for probably the second and third second third maybe fourth round. Maybe I'll wake up at the end to see the result. It's going to be fucking awful. It's going to be boring. It's going to be terrible. But Adesanya is going to win all five rounds with not even the slightest hint of finishing this fight. He's not going to attempt to finish this fight, so I'm down for that. Munez, Jimmy, I don't care. I, I want, yeah. I want, I want Adesanya gone. He's he's awful. Like you know, I'm not a big Jimmy <laughs> fan. Tamaya, whatever his fucking name is, but Comes he's down. he's fun. He finishes fights. He tries. Like 
Adesanya fucking sucks. I don't want to see him fight anymore. But better here for the show. Um, that's all we got. One we minute over. One minute over. It's my fault. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back next week to review this and break down what looks like one of the worst fights of the year. Parts of the year. So thanks, guys. <laughs>